When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Rap Bernard, Dave Schrader, JB, Mike Molina, Murray, House Comedy. Oh, my name is Jeff Die. Our special guest, <laughs> Jeff Die. We'll be right back. We're going to find out where the hell Lisa Marie's money went. Right mm-hmm. up to this, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. The Pretzel. We're caught in a trap. Can't walk out, man. I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Jeff Dye with us in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Brown's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night. And a show on Sunday night at 7 o'clock as well. Have you guys ever seen a show? I know you have, Dave. I've <laughs> Why, seen just a show. No, we touted talked it on the show all the time? A show called Tales from the Tour Bus. No. no. Mike Judge, who did King of the Hill. And Beavis yeah. and Butthead. Uh, and Beavis and Butthead. <clears throat> He's got a series from last year. I think they're going to do it again this year. It's called Tales from the Tour Bus. And, it's, and I don't know anything about country music. I, mean, I pretty much grew up in an R&B neighborhood. Uh, but it's half animation and half live action. And it's about Jerry Lee Lewis, and it's about Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson and all these people. Every one of them shot somebody. <laughs> oh, really? Every one of them. I mean, these hillbillies. Yeah, they love their shooting. They love their... Well, you it's, know, it's the same with R&B, though, right? 
Most oh, of those rappers have been Pickett. shot or shot people. Oh, absolutely. And all music industry just loves shooting people. Apparently they just like to shoot people. No matter what side of the tracks it came from, there's a lot of shooting going on. <laughs> tell you what it is funny, though. Listen to these guys talk about it. I'll tell you one thing is what I did, because I wrote all these songs and everybody loved my songs, but I couldn't get them published. So one day I just went to Nashville and I went in the publisher's uh, office and I said, you publish my records, I'm going to whoop your ass right now. It's the way to get business done. I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice, Tom, in the Johnny Paycheck episode? There's oh, probably God. one of the most. If you haven't seen this, it's it's one of the most throwaway lines, and it's so weird. They're talking to his former manager, and they're talking about something or other, and then he goes off on this tangent about turtles. Yes. And then he starts talking about where turtles turtle sexual organs are, and then. They're oh, like, you seem guy. to know a lot about turtles. And he goes, well, I've had sex with just about every female animal on the planet except turtles. And like, then they show a close-up of the three band members, and they're all like, uh-huh. And they just roll up. <laughs> and this guy wasn't like he was joking. He just no. sat back, and it was just very matter-of-fact. I've had sex with just about every other female animal, never a turtle. Never a turtle. What a what? psychopath. <laughs> well, that's what what happened to like see something, say something? Yeah, that's a red flag. <laughs> Although we did find out in that same episode, apparently, that Turtles' genitalia are in their tail, so yeah. the penis is in the tail and the vagina is in the tail of a turtle. Well, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm worried about this guy. I am, you too. should be. Yeah, you should yeah. Be. The society should be worried about this guy. Yeah. He's about, what, 5'4", five, 5'3", five, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 900 years old. And he uh-huh. really hates the fact that he's short. He hates it. Yeah. He, it's, he, he holds it against the world that he's 5'3". He's that is weird. He isn't holds it, it against animals. Isn't it weird, though, that yes. they do that show, and they're talking about all these celebrities yes. and their, their weird twists. Then he does twists. Jerry Lee Lewis, and he pretty much did the most sanitized version of a story I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Considering Jerry Lee Lewis had you know, uh, mysterious deaths that occurred around him a that lot they, of them. they didn't oh, ever really? touch at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the guy had three people in his, in his immediate family drown. Yeah. His little kid, Jerry Lee Jr., his wife, and somebody else, and it was like all right in there. And they pretty much believed Jerry Lee was involved in at least one really? or two of these. And he's like, hey, well, yeah, well, I'm attracted to people that can't swim good. Right. I don't know why exactly. that. Don't blame me. Yeah, he can't swim. Well, I don't speaking of it. which, kind of, I learned yesterday, Kelsey Grammer, you know, uh, Frazier. Oh, mm-hmm. his whole family's dead. Yeah, when he was a kid, his sister was murdered. Uh, and then water. a couple years later, his dad was murdered. Right. And then a few years later than that, two of his brothers drowned in a scuba diving accident. That's correct. Four. Of so his it's family like, yep. yeah, weird. four family members in the span of ten years. It's like yeah. I don't know. Martin Luther kind of suspicious. Brother was found in a pool, literally like weeks after Martin Luther King's famous speech in D.C. Yep. And they're like, that's nah, probably just an accident. You're like, I don't know. Maybe we should look into this. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to be like he's ruffled some feathers with those white boys down in the office. Unfortunately, one of the guys you work with, his wife drowned in a pool. Yes, that is true. Billy Shatner. That yeah. was a terrible deal, man. He found her at the bottom of the pool one night. Oh, God. Man, some what people, a tragedy. Some people just have a run of bad luck. I dated Yes, a, four people did. <laughs> no, I dated, I dated a woman that had an ex-husband and two sons all hit by cars. Oh, my god. Hit by gosh. cars. Was it her car? No. Wasn't, her wasn't even her car? No. Uh-huh. They all... One was killed. The other two were injured. Good God. But, and yet you still dated it? Dif- and yeah. different situations. Say, so get the hell away from me. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. She Move started on, telling girl. me that story. <laughs> yeah. I was like, eh, You're like eh, You know, okay. I'm going to be real busy for the next uh, <laughs> decade. Yes. So I need Attend. to get out of here. That works for me. <laughs> the large trust left behind for his daughter by the king of rock and roll has been reduced to a reported $14,000 in cash. And Lisa Marie Presley is now suing her former manager for $100 million because of it. Presley, who is reportedly... $100 six, million. Yeah, $100 million. Uh, she's reportedly $16 million in debt, uh, argues her fortune was lost because Barry Siegel... And do you know who Barry Siegel is, don't you? Mm-mm. No. One of my best friends, Bo Siegel. His real name is Barry Siegel. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Bo's real name is Barry Wait, Siegel. Wait, you know him real good? I don't think it's the same Barry Siegel. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to sure. say, that's pretty fascinating. <laughs> he, this one worked at Warner Brothers, and we, WEA, he worked at Electra. 
Yeah, I was going to say your Electra buddy might Electra. need a friend real soon if it's $100 uh, million. Well, dollars. He could anyway. That's true. <laughs> uh, because Barry Siegel failed to alert her to inappropriate spending on expensive homes mainly and made a bad investment, TMZ reports, after selling 85% of Presley's shares in Elvis Presley Enterprises for $100 million. What? In 2005, she sold it for $100 million. Why would you do that? And why are you broke if you sold it for $100 million? Well, Siegel invested in Core Entertainment, the parent company of American Idol, according to Presley. When the company went bankrupt more than a decade later, Presley says she lost $24.5 million. In a countersuit, Siegel tells a very different story. The 2005 sale of Presley shares cleared up uh, over $20 million in debts Lisa had incurred and netted her over $40 million in cash and a multi-million dollar income stream most of which she managed to squander in ensuing years. Siegel's attorney says, per the New York Daily News, she refused to listen to the warnings of her most trusted advisors and her family and eventually stopped paying Siegel, according to the suit. She's looking to blame others, but has only herself to blame for her financial and personal misfortunes. It adds, as part of the proceeds of her divorce from Michael Lockwood, I don't even know about him. Who's (laughs) Michael Lockwood? Mm -hmm. Presley has claimed she owes $10 million in unpaid taxes. $6 $6 million from the purchase of a U.K. home and $500,000 in other unpaid fees per Us Weekly. Lockwood claims her fortune still exists. So her ex-husband said it still exists, but she says it doesn't. I don't know what, what Barry Siegel says now. <laughs> this is just proof, guys, that bad things happen oh, to good oh. people. You know? <laughs> okay, well, let's take a gander at Michael Lockwood. We're all facing a Lockwood. battle, you know? Gee, how'd those kids ever break up? Take a look at Michael Lockwood. They, oh, yeah, I saw him today on the news. Yeah, he's a little weird-looking guy. He looks like uh, he was very yeah. inspired by David Bowie and all of the puppets from Labyrinth. All of them. <laughs> every one, every single one. You don't want to look like that man, but yeah. also all the creatures. Sure. I'd love to look like a creature if I possibly could. <laughs> wow. oh, so he's a... Uh, Michael Dean Lockwood, he's uh, 56 years old. How old is Lisa Marie? She's, um, I think she's my age. She's like 49 or 50. She's like 49 or 50, man. So this is going to force the pretzel out of retirement. He's going to have to come back and and make money again for his daughter, right? Yeah, don't don't tell the colonel, though, because he'll come up out of the grave just to take half. (laughs) What a pig that man was. Good God. The colonel. I don't know who that is. That was his manager. manager. Oh, I don't even know who that guy is. Colonel Colonel Tom Tom Parker. Never heard of him. Colonel Tom Parker. Bad guy. Elvis Un- could not do concerts overseas or anywhere outside the United States. Why? Because Colonel Tom Parker was an illegal immigrant and couldn't get back in the country if he left. So he said, if I'm not leaving, you're not leaving. That's the worst. <laughs> Is that unbelievable? Yeah. I think settle down there, sir. And he he would have made so much money. Well, he, he already was. He was making a big chunk of Elvis's 50%. Yeah, 50% yeah. for life. Which is ridiculous. Also, yes. one thing I've learned about people that make a lot of money is they love making more than that. Yes. <laughs> so why wouldn't right. they just go overseas make heaps? Well, he didn't want anybody coming between him and Elvis, so he was afraid if Elvis went overseas without him. He'd find some new guy. Somebody else is going to start spinning the web and taking him away. That makes sense. But what, it, it's always like what you always say, Tom. People who get in those positions... Mm-hmm. Wind up stealing money from the people that every work, time they're working for. Do you have a manager? Yeah, I actually fire. Oh, I can't say that on the thing. <laughs> I've had that happen to me twice. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've you've, you've had a manager. You've had somebody steal from you. Oh yeah, and also it's like kind of <laughs> no, one of those things too. It's like. And we're speaking to what you kind of spoke, maybe we weren't even on air when we talked about it, but like, you know, being an entertainer, you got like right. some daddy issues or whatever. And so like right, when a manager right. comes in, you kind of are like, oh, I trust this guy. And, you know, yep. he, you know, he takes me out to dinner and buys me drinks and he talks to me like my, like a dad, you know? And so they it's naturally true. take advantage of that for sure. They do indeed. And it's never enough. I'm sure 50% wasn't enough for Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. I'm sure he took 70, 80%. Oh yeah. And he's like, this is your cut. Filthy pig. The, the second greatest hockey player of all time. Had all his money stolen at one point. Who was that? Bobby Orr. Oh, that's right. Bobby Orr did. Yeah, yeah absolutely he did. Had every dime stolen by his uh, agent. Is that I'm Elvis Presley on the phone? Laura. Laura Presley? <laughs> Laura, is this you, Laura Presley? <laughs> Hello, Thomas. How are you? Marvelous. Where have you been, sister? Uh, busy, 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 busy. Mm, yeah, me too. I know what you're talking about. What's mm, going on? Nothing. I am mad at you. Oh, you no. Don't hey, a woman who's now, mad at me. Uh, whoever heard two of it? Get in line. Two, yeah, really. Get in line, two sister. Two weeks, I binge-watched Ray Donovan five... Actually, it was a week and a half. Right. That is such a good show. I don't know why I didn't listen to you. 
I told you to watch Ray Donovan. So she's he, angry at you yeah. because she didn't listen to Wait, you. Wait, are you guys married? <laughs> yeah. See? You're mad at him because he told you to watch a show and you didn't listen. That's exactly right. But usually I tell him what he needs to watch. Oh, uh, okay. What's your favorite show? Well, actually, I'm calling because of you. Oh, well, well that's nice. Uh-oh, she must I'm like... nervous, Tom, and I'm never nervous. Oh, nervous talking to Jeff Dye? Listen, if, if you have not seen that show... You've got to watch it. It is the funniest thing. I laugh out loud. Thank you so much. I have to pause it. That means a lot to me. Thank you. We're we're. I'm actually texting with the creator right now to see when this season three is happening. We're trying to get a season three. Yeah. I I have a great idea for season three. Oh yeah, let's hear. Go across the United States. Yeah, but that's the beauty of our show is that we don't do the United States. We're trying to show people of the United States the rest of the world. I don't know if we can take any more of this. <laughs> yeah, well, there is Because I mean, we, we've seen America. We, we, all these shows do America, like Diners, Drives, and Drags. And that's the, what Diners, Drives, and Drags, very famous yeah, show. Yeah, you know, or, oh, we're, very famous. we're the something pickers, and we're the picker sisters, and we're the storage people. And the, we get I it. We've seen America so on TV. We're I trying guess. to show the world to these people. I hate those storage shows. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know how it happened, but I opened up the storage unit that I bought for $50, and it happened to be six. $16 million in it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. They always find Come things that on. are real suspicious. They're exactly. like, look, it's Abraham Lincoln's skull. You're like, I don't think someone that can't afford to pay their storage unit had something this valuable inside of it. Do you know, there are a lot of people that forget that they have storage units. Yeah. That they'll set up and they they'll, do. they'll do it and then they just have it on automatic deposit or so. Sure. Or they've passed away and it's still getting pulled from their accounts and people forget. And then all of a sudden when it stops... You get that 90-day window, and they put those suckers up for well, auction. Well, doesn't it quit, seem really? unfair, too, that we just get to buy their whole belongings <laughs> and no, on TV go through it? Like, mm-hmm. well, they should have paid their bill. You're like, Although the, the auctioneers around the United States love that show because they were, they'll honestly tell you, most times when they would do these auctions, they'd bring in 150 to 200 a, a storage shed at right, most. right. And once the show broke and people are spending fifteen hundred, oh, yeah. all of a sudden, all these newbies are coming out to storage auctions yeah, and they're buying is. these crap units yeah. and going through it. Well, and also, my problem with that is that um, the things that we really cherish in our lives aren't necessarily that valuable. You know, so like you know, your photos of your family or like maybe something that has like right. uh, some sentimental value. And these vultures, they only want stuff that's worth money. So they're on camera being like, ah, it's just a bunch of photos of some old cow. And look, look, look at this plate. This plate isn't worth anything. <laughs> you know, right. just breaking it. And that yeah. that person's probably watching it on TV going, ah, those are photos of Graham Graham. Graham. <laughs> Oh, they're breaking all these plates, you know? Like, so it's a little, like, uh, opportunist and rude. I would, however, buy the storage unit from Silence of the Lambs. If you could pick, yeah, I'd buy the storage oh unit from God. Alex Rodriguez. I just want to buy, find out a head floating in formaldehyde in my storage unit. <laughs> that would be your luck. Oh, Tom's like, what's this worth? They're like, nothing. nothing. You're going to prison. Damn. I, think. I just love the cutaway and reveal for that episode, right? Where you pull oh, back the sheet God. and you go, what the? And then yeah, they go to exactly. commercial and come back and there's the bobbing head in the jar. Floating uh, like, yeah, a, like there's no tomorrow. Um, I did that. Uh, is she still on the line? Laura's yeah, still I am. I, so you did answer my question. And I also, asked you if there's we, going to be a three. Yeah, the season three we're waiting on right now. Me and Terry Bradshaw want to have our own spinoff of the show. Yes, please. Called that Jeff is, and Terry's America, and that would be me and him in an RV going through America. Because oh, America. I, uh, I'm i not a real patriotic guy. like, good. And so on the show, you'll hear me often say, like, oh, I love, you know, Japan's way better than America. Or I'll be like, oh, Thailand's great. Or Spain this. And people will, like, email me, like, you can't say that about America. So I want Terry to be like, John, I'm going to show you how great this country is and then take us on a road go. trip. We'll be back in two minutes. Laura, you can hang in there for two minutes, can you? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? 
They do. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. Probably the last good band ever. Has anybody been as good as they are? Jonas. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls, hello. <laughs> you talking about, uh, how about Nickelback? You talking about all bands, or are you just talking about that genre? Since then. Since then. Uh, pretty much rock bands are not all that great since Nirvana. I'm trying to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't disagree right away, so it makes me think I don't disagree at all. Yeah, you can't think of it. Because I can't think of one that would be right away. Nevermind is one of the best albums ever. Love Nevermind. What a great album. Uh, very quickly, we were just talking about William Shatner off the, uh, during the commercial break there. i got to mention a couple of things. Two things, very quickly. William Shatner's on the show all the time. So about 10 years ago, and he calls me Tom. He doesn't say Tom. He says Tom. You can't even pronounce your name right. Oh, That's Tom. rude. How are you doing, Tom? Tom, I want you to do me a favor. We've known each other for quite some time now. Well, I don't know him. I've talked to him on yeah, the phone. Yeah, you know him. Sure. Uh, I want you to do me a favor. Come to my house for Christmas. I'm like, what? <laughs> Come for Christmas. We have a wonderful Christmas, Tom. I said, let me get back to you. Which I never did, of course, because yeah. I got things to do. Because you have your own Christmas. <laughs> you have people you yeah. love. You turn on a chance for Christmas. We yeah. got that whole deal doing. Wow. But uh, who played the Scottish engineer? Uh, uh, Jimmy Doohan. Yeah. Jimmy Doohan. Yeah, yeah there played you go. Scotty. Yep. He's in studio one day, <laughs> and he's basically sitting where you are now. And so we're talking about this. And the other. nice guy, real nice guy. <laughs> and. This is on camera so they can see it. <laughs> I'm talking to him. And just thought, I just figured I'd throw it out there. Because, you know, everybody has talks about how hard it is to work with William Shatner. Yeah. Right? So I said, James, let me ask you a question. Uh, um, what about working with William Shatner? As a long pause, his shoulders hunch up. He makes his face like this. He's not a nice man. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh, so he's not only literally sitting where I am; he was metaphorically where I am. <laughs> right. oh. Oh, 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 there you go. Is he a little rough to get along with on set? Nah, well, he's just like I would say that he's like a cat. Like he doesn't let people in, you know. Sure. Like, and so uh, yeah. when you work on anything, or like even today, like I just want everyone to like me and be my friend, so I chat people up. He's not like that. No. So it's like you'll go up to him and be like, "Hey, you know, I'm excited." And he'll be like. Okay. Like, and you're like, what are you, okay. <laughs> what do you mean, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to shake your hand, like, socialize. He, and he, it's, I don't know if it's just what it is about him. He's just unique that way. Yeah. And so most people are used to, like, trying to get along and be friendly, and he's just, that's not his jam. You no. know what's interesting, though? He's been a big star for, like, 65 yeah. years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he jumped out he? when he was, I believe, 18 years he's old. He's 86. On the... He'll be 87 next month. Yeah. I think he was eight, 18 or 19 years old when he was on the Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, yeah the the fame the oh, most famous Twilight yeah, episode yeah. of all time. Yeah, which one? He the, did three. the Gremlin on the wing. How about the the uh, little fortune teller the machine? Fortune teller machine. That's too, the one yeah. I always think of. Oh really? Yeah, that. you love that one too. He won't do anything that. unless he asks the fortune teller machine. Oh okay. It's a really good one. It's creepy. But he's not in that, is he? That's not William Shatner. Yeah, that's Shatner. Oh, oh it, it is Shatner. Yeah. Wow. It is Shatner. Yeah. But uh, Dugan lit him up that day, though. Oh, yeah. he lit him up big time, man. He had nothing to lose. He lit him up big time. I'm young. I can't he's... tell the true stories for a while. For a while. <laughs> so now... But I will say, we, we talked about uh, favorite shows earlier, and then we are talking about William Shatner, and then we talked about Twilight Zone. My favorite show on TV right now is basically the Twilight Zone of the 2000s called Black Mirror. Have Black you guys Mirror, seen yeah, I've seen it. Oh. Everybody's yeah, talking about that. It's the best That's show. It is a good it. show. Black Mirror is a good show. Best show I've ever seen. Is that is, is that Amazon or is it Netflix? Netflix. It is and Netflix. It's, every episode's different. Every episode has a different director too, which is just like the Twilight Zone. And there, isn't that Twilight Zone? 
Didn't they have like a different? Yeah, yeah. they had different yep. storytellers. Yeah, yeah, different storytellers. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I was, I thought like getting it mixed up with Tales from the Crypt because they did the same thing. But I was like, oh, man. you know, I've been doing the show for for thirty two years now, uh, the morning show, and I don't know what it is about Netflix, but do you have to not be known? Or be famous to get a comedy special on Netflix. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Don't get me started. What is that? I'll tell you. They're they basically. I don't know what's going on over there, but they even guys that I like are. It just doesn't work. You watch it, it you're like, it doesn't. Terrible. And then um, also, so this, you know, maybe I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but they'll just give a stand-up comedy special to someone who's famous. Mm-hmm. It's like they didn't even watch the act. They're like, oh, you're famous. Here's yeah. some yep. money. Yep. Like, uh, did you see Fred Armisen's stand-up right. for oh, drummers? Yeah. From, that was terrible. It, I've seen people who have never done stand-up at open mics who were better than that. that was, it was, Judd Apatow <laughs> has one, too. Right. Yeah, he has Judd one, too. Has yeah. one. But uh, Chris Rocks was very disappointing. Yeah. Dave Chappelle's last one was not funny, funny at either. all. Uh, the, I like Jim, Jim Jeffries. I thought have been pretty good on, He's great. on Netflix. Yeah, Jim yeah. Jeffries is great. Um, there's Look. there are good people like Tom Segura's is, is yeah. money. There's some guys that are they're really good. Was, I, I did not. I only saw his first one and it was he's, great. No, he's got a new one out. I haven't now. seen that. Yeah, yeah. and it's just. He I know. I'm talking about the one that's anyway. called Mostly Stories. Wait, why does he hate you? Because uh, I don't go on Twitter or Facebook, mm-hmm. and he kept. Uh, direct messaging me and I didn't answer because I don't oh, really? go on. So he hates my guts now. Well, that's a silly reason to not no, like it. Plus the fact that, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'll get over it. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, though. His story about his father running to the bathroom and going in the wrong stall, going yeah. to the handicap stall is really funny. Yeah, I think Tom Segura's, the, yeah, the Mostly Stories Tom Segura special on Netflix, I would recommend to anyone. And hmm. it's 100% positive feedback every time I recommend it. I'll probably call him one of these days and go, why don't you settle down before I have to slap the piss out of you? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you gotten hey. a, a stand-up special? I, I got a quick JB story. Ooh. Oh, great. <laughs> so uh, he, he was in Target, uh, Minnetonka Ridgedale Target, and I oh, now have no makeup on. I see what? him coming, so I start trying to hide from him. Thank God he didn't hear my voice because then he would have recognized me. So you hid from JB. And then all the ladies were looking at me like there's like I stole something because it was a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, they saw you running from, from a black home. guy. They're right. like, you racist. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't think of that. You awful lady. You should be ashamed of yourself. Racist I'm Laura. ashamed of myself for more things than that. Well, if you, if, if, if you come through life like I have, all... Basically, all white people run from me. In, <laughs> at in Target. Target. Yeah, that's at Target. Not. That's true. What are you or, doing shopping at Target? Aren't you supposed to be over at Walmart? <laughs> I've never shopped at Walmart. True she story, was like, security, dude. security. true story. I go into Wal- I've been in Walmart once in my life. Once. Yeah? How was it? I walked in there up in Brooklyn Park, which is a pretty urban suburb, if you know what I'm saying. There's some dazzling urbanites in the area. Yeah. And I, Kathy said, would you pick up some water softener salt? It's my wife. I said, yeah. What is water like, softener salt? Soft for the water. So it, it softens your water, so your water's real. Where do you where do you live? I live in Sherman Oaks, California. Well, you know how your water's not soft there; it has to be softened. I didn't know that. I didn't, oh, absolutely! I'm sorry. I didn't know this. I didn't. I know that's not the point of your story. And what I are took you, like a sound eleven. I didn't know that's a thing. Water softener salt. Yeah, I thought you Tom, don't some, bring up Santa Claus. Some it's of this be millionaire long stuff <laughs> on us. Yeah, yeah I was like very excited. It's not a. It's not a big deal. It, it, it just poured. All your water runs through salt to soften it, except in New York City, the water is naturally. The further west you go, the more you need your water softened. Hmm, True story. So I go to Walmart to buy a couple of bags of water softener salt, and this young African-American woman walks up to me. She goes, what? That's what she says to me, (laughs) what? And I said, "Could could you tell me where the water softener salt is? And she goes, what? Man, why don't you go shop at Target with all the other white people? <laughs> she told me. Yeah. Was she that the greeter? Is a, that is amazing. She was like the greeter, man. She tells me to go shop at Target with all the other white people. Oh, speaking of that, by the way, Laura, have you seen the episode where John Boyd's black son goes down to Mexico to box? Did Laura go away? No, she's. Oh, appears Laura. So. Laura, come off the Ambien. <laughs> uh, yes, she just told me in chat that she has to go. Oh, that's too bad. You know what's great Thanks, about Laura. that story is that. One, that woman is an a hole for talking to you like that at the, course, at, the at the place. But B, she is hilarious. Absolutely. <laughs> Can we acknowledge that, that no is the funniest that. thing I I've no ever heard? I with that at all. Hey, I grew up around that my That's entire amazing. life. Got to target where other white people. Are. I'd be like, okay, you're the so best. My high school I went to you're Minneapolis North High School. Is about now it's probably like ninety nine percent black, but it was probably 
I don't know, 70, 80% black when I went there. Mm-hmm. And literally, the the northeast door would be where all the white kids went in, and the southwest door would be all the black kids came in. Really? But I lived in a black neighborhood. Separate so. doors. That's so sad. Yeah, it was, I'm telling you. <laughs> except I lived in this, on that neighborhood, so I came in that door. So I walk up one day, and this black girl opens the door and holds it for me. Yeah. I go, well, thank you. And she goes, that's all right, Pinky. <laughs> Yeah, it was like uh, accepting Peaky. while still being yeah. edgy. Exactly. Edgy. So it's the same thing. not giving you everything. You're funny, but you're an ass. Yeah, you know, that's just how it is. So funny. I, I was asking Laura about that episode. Have you ever seen the episode of Ray Donovan where his where John Voight's black son goes to Mexico to no, box? No, I never heard of that, no. Oh, God, it's hilarious because he John Voight exploits... His entire family in the show. That's great. That's all he does is exploit his family. So he's like a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yes. So he goes down to box in Mexico. He goes, well, who am I fighting? He said, well, we'll tell you about that later. He goes, no, 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 no. I, who am I fighting? I want you to know. And so <laughs> people says, well, I've got a poster. And and John Boyd's like, <laughs> like, don't show him the poster, right? They open the poster, and it's like, Alexis Mercado versus El Negro. Oh, wow. Oh, that's His name amazing. Is El Negro. Which, <laughs> even in Spanish, is insulting. The black. <laughs> the black. <laughs> that is incredible. It was, And the kid's like, El Negro? God, it was hilarious. I love it. I, Wonderful. There's this, uh, <clears throat> there's this substance I buy for work. Heroin. Uh, now we're talking. Heroin. <laughs> it's called Shugu. Shoe goo. Yeah, it's to repair shoes. And oh yeah, things. I know what you're talking about. And on the, and name now make it in black. And on there it says Negro. It says Negro on there. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me there's a bottle that is in production yeah. that we can buy at a store <laughs> that's called Negro Shoe Goo. <laughs> Negro Shoe Goo. So he's like half black and half Asian. <laughs> That is amazing. Yeah. It says Negro. It says Negro. All oh, right, but it's half of the half of the label in Hispanic. Is that the deal? You know, I just because it's in the biggest letters is the word Negro. I oh, Negro is in larger letters. Well, a lot right. of times they'll put American and then they'll put the uh, Hispanic word right underneath it. So you know, oh, they do. Yeah, or so maybe they're probably... just like, man, not a lot of like Americans are buying this. <laughs> you got to put some Negro yeah, on there. Like our our clientele it. that's buying this is right. Spanish. Let's put the Spanish on there. Murray's over there losing his mind yeah. right now. <laughs> Murray, you losing it? This is hilarious. Like man. if you're in Mexico, they're not going to write chips and cheese. They're like, no, our customers speak Spanish. Let's put nachos on it. We'll nachos, it nachos. no chips and cheese. Yeah, nachos. That makes sense. And I do know the guy cut the deal said, look, if you're going to put the word Negro on there, it has to be the biggest word on the label. Oh, my God. That basically <laughs> is. No, black is like this, and then Negro is like that. That is, and then everything else. Oh, and everything else is smaller. Mm-hmm. They're okay. like, well, it helps our uh, Spanish clientele, and it makes the white people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they got something to laugh about. Positive, so positive. It all works out well, in the end. It made me laugh. And it made you laugh, too. Yeah. Gives a word for other people to be appalled and uh, humiliated by, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yes. Oh, there's plenty of that stuff going on. I still think... Murray, have you ever seen that Chinese commercial where the woman puts her boyfriend in the di- in the washing machine? No. I am not making this up, and I swear to God, we can bring it up on the screen before you leave. Uh, it's in China, so this is an Asian woman. And this black man comes walking out, and they kind of like hug and stuff, and all of a sudden she grabs him and shoves him into the washing machine. I'm not making this up now. JB, you've seen this commercial. She shoves him in the washing machine. She runs a cycle with this detergent that's supposed to be magnificent. And when it's done, it buzzes, and he comes out, and he's Asian. Oh, my God. That is crazy. <laughs> not okay. These that's are okay. both products that can only be sold go. at Walmart. Here you no, right that's okay. These are you think not I'm lying? products. Check it out. Here you go. We're, gonna, we're watching it right now. Have you seen this? What yeah. is that on his face? I don't know. He must have cut himself. Some shugu. No, that's <laughs> negro shugu. Look at oh, no. him right. In, look at that. But she also she did it aggressive. It was very aggressive. Then she locks him in with her butt. She's sexy though. Let's be honest. She is sexy. It's true. So the, so all is forgiven. And he comes out. Oh my out god! It. I can't do this. <laughs> Murray. Well, she's Walmart trying to make his wiener man. fit. <laughs> When something's too big, you put it in the washer and dryer and it shrinks it right up. The greatest part of it is at the very end, and you miss this one, Murray. At the very end, he holds up the detergent pack and he goes, 
That's amazing. Did that actually air on television? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. my goodness. It's still airing on television. Andy, it still runs, doesn't it? Well, I don't really know since I'm not from Shanghai. But <laughs> yeah, but you read that stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah, come on. So. What kind of answer was that? That yeah, seemed very Andy. negative. Like, do they still sell that at Walmart? I don't know. I haven't been to a Walmart. We'll do some Walmart research. Damn it. What's it called again? It's called, like, oh, crap. I don't remember what the. I can't remember. We'll find out. We'll find out. During the break, we'll look it up. But it, it's yeah, in it the little say packets. on the commercial, you'd think. And the, and the former black man who's now Asian really loves the fact that it. That is a weird advertising. <laughs> it is bizarre, bizarre I can't as it even gets. Get, like, I've been in rooms where you're pitching things. Well, where, where did they come up with well, that? Well, that's, that's just a backward thinking of. This rubs off, right? Yeah, you know, there's only two million of them, or two billion of them, excuse me. So we're okay. <laughs> I bet Asia loves Sammy Sosa. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care for him in baseball, but now, no, no. We'll He's be right back. Around. A couple of minutes, Tom Bernardino. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Show, one of the greatest bands of all time, Sly and the Family Stone. Phenomenal. Uh, bought a ticket to go see Sly and the Family Stone three different times, and he didn't show up for not one of the shows. Really? Oh, he didn't show up. He, he was famous for that. Notorious. He would, he would book dates at stadiums and then not show up. But other than that. That's a lot of work. Remember the way he signed off on the radio, too? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> he was a disc jockey in San Francisco and decided he didn't want to do radio anymore, so he locked the studio door, and the last thing he ever said was, Hey, general manager, I want you to know I'm effing your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's a little cold. Oh, he didn't say effing. Oh, so, that's even worse. Well, yeah, it's much worse. The FCC doesn't like that too much. If you're going to have sex with my daughter, I could do without the potty mouth as well. You know? Yeah, see? Be a better example. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Jeff Dye with us, ladies and gentlemen. He is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight. Two shows tomorrow night, two shows. Sunday show at 7 o'clock as well. We're taking care of basically all the problems in the world today. There will be no more problems. We're fixing them. We've decided that a lot of stand-up now is not funny uh, on television. You know, I, thinking about that whole situation, um, there was an article yesterday in the, in the Star Tribune, one of the local newspapers, about how making fun of somebody on their birthday cake is offensive. So if you give a birthday cake to somebody who's 50 years old and it says over the hill on it, that's extremely offensive and you should never do it. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Yeah, if the, the intent thing. is humor, anything goes. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Will they shut down all magicians eventually because 
it's offensive that they're fooling people. <laughs> uh, That's what they do for a living is fool people, yeah, right? Yeah, trick people for sure. They trick but, people. Um, no, I, don't think, I don't think anyone finds it as offensive. As... Well, I don't find it offensive when a 40-year-old guy, it says, you know, God, you're old. He's 40. I, had a, I made a cake for my grandma with frosting that said, walk towards the light, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Did your grandmother have a sense of humor? Uh, she, yeah, she, she didn't even read it. She, she didn't even read it. Yeah, she just, you, she's she like, I you. love cake. Well, you like, I love the... you, Graham Graham. <laughs> Graham, I love you, Graham. <laughs> One time I came in the morning show. I love you, Graham Graham. <laughs> One time I came in the morning show with a birthday cake for myself. For, for yourself. For you guys. And you remember what it says? El Negro. And it said, Happy birthday. What a silly Negro. What a silly Negro. That's <laughs> what it was. What a silly Negro. I, I do like remember that. that. You think, Murray, Murray, you need to hang around with me more often. <laughs> there would be no discord in the world if more black people hung around with me. Murray, I would show up I every I would show up every uh, Martin Luther King holiday and work the morning show. Because, Why? Because Martin Luther King fought for the right for us to have jobs and. So That's I went true. to work. I like that. And he was my hero, which is why I hate all politicians today, because they've turned their back on Martin Luther King. I love Martin Luther King. I love the guy. Yeah. And, and they turned their back on his ideas and ideals, and it really angers me. that they If I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your way. And Richard Pryor. There you go. Martin Luther King and Richard Pryor, my if two I favorites. I wasn't a Christian man. Like, I'm a Christian man. I'll be down there kicking in your way. Here's a nice cake I got for someone, too. You know why we did this? Well, that's just the pie sign, though. It's I used not to have a teased. show where we would just see what we could get away with. <laughs> Be you pie. And, uh, and so we went to a cake place, and we're like, will you write anything we want? And they're like, yeah, if you want. If you're going to pay for a whole cake, we'll put whatever you want on there. Right. And that's why I got this one, and I got the other one that says, walk towards the light, stupid. <laughs> walk towards the light, stupid. So I wasn't light, making that up. Stupid. We really got that cake. I'm going to find it for you because I feel like sometimes I say something and people are like, he's just going well, for a joke. But. Just lucky he didn't try to get like a cake for a, for a gay person because you could never do that. No, that's st- what that one was. I still don't <laughs> understand why do you care if you put frosting on a gay wedding cake? Why would you possibly care about that? Wait, what do you mean? There's, people got mad about that? Because it wasn't. Oh, yes. Yeah, there are bakeries that have refused to oh, yeah. uh, serve homosexual weddings. Oh yeah, what a silly. Yeah. Dumb well, it's a religious. Thing. It's their religious uh, choice. You know, I mean, it, I th- that's where it gets that, weird. But... You know, when do we draw the line of well, it's okay to do this, but it's not okay yeah. to, hey, to has follow no the beliefs. Has no one ever read this Bible that everyone's quoting? Exactly. <laughs> is has no one read it that is so passionate about it? Uh, I don't believe in gay marriage because I am aware of the Bible. I've read it. I believe marriage is between a man and a young woman sold by her parents <laughs> right? in as exchange for as... cattle, crops, and village exactly. safety. Yeah. You know, so people say, Jeff, why are you married? Here. Well, no one's made me a good enough offer. Yeah. That's there you go. And if she has her period during the crop season, we have to behead her. Right. That's part of the Bible. I, I'm telling you, like they is. keep acting like the, the people got married for love in the Bible. We made that up in the last few hundred years. That's, that's very that's true. That's not a real thing. Whatever, whatever made, yeah, Gross. whatever's most profitable is how it went. Anyone who's thinking is. their marriage is what the Bible's marriage was is delusional wolf. I just don't know why you would want to believe something that disparages other people. And most religions do. You know, I don't understand that. I don't well, understand they'll, they'll tout the one side that this is wrong and it says so in the Bible. But what they, they totally dismiss is the fact that it also says, leave the judging to God. Yes, it's and, not for you and, to judge. And as a matter of fact, and I, I did a big dissertation once on Facebook because I was getting barraged when the, the homosexual marriage started passing across the United States. Mm-hmm. And people, I just watched the hatred come out, and I said, for those of you quoting the Bible, show me the specific lines in the Bible. Leviticus 18.22, which is a Jewish priest. It's the rules for Jewish priests, not the rules for right. you. And it's, and it's right. like, well, Jesus was against this, and I start quoting the parts of the Bible that actually say, hey, Jesus, uh, from yeah. me, the biggest commandment is just love everybody as you love yourself. And that's what it's about. Stop I would judging. So I have a bit Stop from my that. act. I hate doing like bits on radio stuff and podcasts. But that's I, why I never this, ask people to do them. This is this is straight do. from my act. I say, you know why Like I, I loved Jesus so much is because he would be like, love everyone. And then the people were like, but what if they're from a different place than us? And Jesus was like, love everyone. And like, but what if they look different than us? And he's like, yeah, love everyone. He's like, but what if they did something bad to me or my family? He's like, even your enemies, love everyone. And like, but what if? He's like, you know what? Screw it. Just kill me. I can't do this. (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) It's not that hard. Right. 
I didn't think I had to spell it out for you creeps. You know what I'm well, saying? Like, I I'm going to go hang out with some aliens. I'm done with humans. I love in the fact in the Bible they get all... <laughs> he's supposed to be the son of God, and the, the religious leaders are looking at him as such, but then he's hanging out with the hookers and the tax collectors. Right. And they're like, you know, why are you doing that? And he goes, because you guys the already got cheaper. me. All right. You guys got me. Yeah. I need to teach them. I'm yeah. here for them now. And people just totally, the pious want to stay pious and that God is only for them. Yeah. No, it's, supposed, it, it's all about well, fixing everybody and I, making people love. I yeah. married a Baptist, and her mother, when we first got engaged, lost her mind because Catholics, we worship idols because there's statues in the church. Yeah, or the Pope. That's right. a big idol. Yeah. So we worship idols. And really? it says in the Bible, you know, the, no the false idols, idols and yeah. whatnot. So. She didn't know how to handle things at first, and it's like, man, we're, we're all human. We're, we're both poor. We're both, we're both black. My dad used nice. to talk to the right. stations at the cross, so that was a little scary. But Uh-oh. That yeah, wasn't good. My father was schizophrenic. Oh, yeah? yeah so he I found an interesting table huh? from Leviticus 18. All right, uh, let's see here. So, um, women cannot have sex with their grandparents' spouse. Correct. Men can, though. <laughs> I'm glad they put that in there. Uh, but men... Can't have sex with one of their parents, but women can. Right, there's a shellfish. Uh, but nobody line. can have sex with their par- their step parents. That's right. that's always oh, that's not good for whatever reason. Um, it's okay for a woman to have sex with her uncle, uh, but no one can have sex with their aunts. Yeah, but there were like 14 people in the world. At that <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time. That's yeah. The big they they should have yeah, put names. Hey, thing. don't yeah. be hooking up with Judas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. God, He's a short it's weird how specific. It's how specific, like, uh, yeah. only men can have sex with their spouse's brother's child, but never your spouse's sister's child. It's yeah. like, I need a flow chart to keep up this with the rules. Up. Yeah, this is really the book they're quoting, and they've taken one sentence out of it to find a way to be mean to a group well, of sure. people they don't know. Yep. And that's what most people do, is they'll, they'll quote one line without mm-hmm. quoting the line before right, or after it, right. which yeah. is a setup. And ironically, some of those people would hear me saying this and think I'm mixed up. They're like, well, you're just judging. No, I'm not judging you. No. I'm just saying you judging other people is is completely against what you claim you love. Number 13, Leviticus 18, number 13, do not have sex with Jeff Dye. That's not in there, guys. I'm hey, right there. Guys, right don't there. you say that right. to them. I love sex. <laughs> don't you do this to me. I won't do it to you, man. I won't do it to you. I promise. Yeah, I don't know. People in all their... I, like I said, content. Uh, Martin Luther King, content to your character. Yeah. Other than that, I don't care. I just don't care. Be nice. And they people never ever talk about that any longer. You have to agree with me, or I hate you. Mm-hmm. I just what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. To when me. also the like, idea of like no gay marriage, gay people shouldn't marry each other. They should marry us. Does that make sense to anyone? Mm-hmm. No, no, it does not <laughs> you make don't sense. Want them to just be happy with each other? Like, what are you talking about? You know, I we should all be equally miserable in yeah. marriage. Well, right. no, that was the punchlines for most of the comedians at that time. <laughs> I'm happily married. Tom. I actually said, yeah, I used to say, uh, I think all marriage is kind of gay. Right. And, uh, but now yeah. you can't use gay like that. So, and why not? I don't know. I love, isn't sad. it Ron White who says, "Hey, for all you people against gays, just think about this: we're all a little gay." And the crowd's kind of shuffling. He goes, oh, just think yeah. about it. When you watch porn, right. do you want to watch some guy with a little winky dink? Or do you want to watch some big, strong, throbbing member? Yeah. And then everybody starts laughing. He goes, we're all a little gay. Yeah. I guess <laughs> Which they is are. gross. Because yeah. I watch lesbian porn, thank well, you. Straight up. And I'm not even a lesbian. You're all accepting another one. Yeah. And if people are hearing this and getting offended, look in your Bibles. All right, You cannot find anything against internet porn in that Bible. <laughs> Not one thing. It never That's mentions true. internet. It never porn mentions inter- the internet. Doesn't mention it's almost like it wasn't important. Porn. So just go ahead. <laughs> it's like it wasn't even important. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was Nostradamus with with the internet? By the way, mm-hmm. he could predict everything else. Like when God was coming back in the end of the world, he had no idea the internet was going to. No, happen. he did. There's there's a quatrain that talks about the that will once at one time will be all connected in the in a blink of a second or something like that, and they they discern that that means the internet connection. Well, you know, like about Nostradamus. Is if he just writes like a thousand predictions, right? Yeah, you know, and then like a bunch of years later, we're like, oh, this one seems this one's like a good. metaphorically like kind of an accurate one. It's genius. It's That's pretty much genius. Horseshoes yeah. and hand grenades. Yeah, they're just close. Hey, you just have to hit some of the big ones. <laughs> Who 
drew who's the painter that did the Mona Lisa? Leonardo da Vinci? Da Vinci. Yeah. DiCaprio, I think. So Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci, he has like the they found all these like journals of him and stuff and they're like, dude, this guy might have invented a bunch of stuff that we see today. Oh yeah. And then they did their all their research and they're like, no, no, no. Turns out these are just drawings of drawings of drawings that were in old books. He used to read like um the journals of like the monks before him. Mm-hmm. And so then they got into so he would just sketch because he's really good at drawing and stuff like that their descriptions of things and uh, cuz and then and then people found the drawings and they go he's a genius you're like no 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 these are just drawings of like something he read so they weren't even really his they were like scaled up toys you know like the one with the famous top on the thing oh, yeah. the helicopter right it, no it was a scaled up toy that probably he found from like Europe like some kid probably brought it from Europe you and heathen. he was like, what do you have against artists nothing it's great artists <laughs> but he was just a really good painter scam, right? he wasn't like an engineer or anything like people give him credit for one of the great scams of all time it's the yeah. art world good god this painting's worth 104 million yeah some uh, of that stuff yeah no way no way especially uh, modern art I think is the most confusing right where it's like a big yellow circle mm-hmm. and they just like put it in the middle of like Central Park and you're like but that and then it's the pretentiousness of the people around it that are talking to you about the depth of the quality of the, the right. canvas and the yeah. story that they're telling and yeah. you're like god how hard is it to work up this storyline <laughs> because man you're giving me a headache it's when ugly and, and it's not all of it like some of it's very like whoa what a, right. but then occasionally it's just like a you know, like a Jackson Pollock looking knockoff or just like splattered paint against the wall. You're like, you think Lennon laughs about how uh, in heaven he's laughing about how people go crazy over his little stick figures that he drew? Oh, I know. Right? Like, little was, stick figures, for God's he sake. He hated relax. the pretentiousness of all of that nonsense, and now he's like, he was an amazing artist. It's yeah. like the worst squiggly lines uh, ever. Yeah, if it's going to be modern, it's got to be graffiti for me, definitely. That's it, graffiti. Yeah. Some of that stuff's good, I guess. Well, and the, pro- the bad thing about graffiti is, like, for all the good stuff, there's just so many bad ones running around trying to imitate it. Well, what's that the deal with Banksy? What's the deal with him? He is just it? paints like a stencil of something no, on a wall, and no, he becomes no. this great. You're, I don't. I don't. You're get off it. on that. He, well, explain he's a to me. Brilliant, brilliant artist, and okay. he used to be sold in the actual um, shows. Like, okay. Art really shows, right? Little, not art shows, but like the actual play, like a museum where you would see. Okay. It. Right. But then he wanted to get his word out politically and about his art, so he would like make these stencils because it was against the law. But he makes the stencils, which are incredibly hard to make, and then he goes and spray paints a thing. And then people started going, oh, who's this guy? Who's but he'd been around for ages before that. But he's, a, he's just incredible. He risked his life to do some of the most beautiful art ever. This I'll hour went by way too quickly. I know, man. I love you guys. It's already over. No, let's do it again. <laughs> All right, we'll do another one. We'll start waka, from waka, the beginning. Waka, waka, waka. We'll start from the beginning. That's Welcome what we'll do. Tom Bernard we'll Show. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jeff Ty at Rick Brown's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, two shows. Sunday night at 7 o'clock as well. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.